Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1121. Four Easy Ways to Increase Your Protein Intake by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hello, happy Saturday. It's Rosh Hashanah, Shana Tova. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or OHD, where I act as your narrator of popular health and fitness blogs, all for free. Now, don't forget, we have five shows covering a bunch of different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily on any podcast app to find them. But for now, I'm gonna keep this intro nice and short, so let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Four Easy Ways to Increase Your Protein Intake by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. Do you know how to increase your protein intake easily? Well, I have four tips for you to do just that. Eating more protein may make our weight loss efforts easier, but the amount of protein that is ideal for weight loss has not been clearly established. The one thing we do know is that number is probably way more than the recommended daily intake of 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. An easy way to calculate your protein target is to use this formula, approximately one gram of protein per pound of body weight. So for a 200-pound person, the number is 200 grams of protein per day. If you ever tried increasing your protein intake, you would know that eating that much protein is not an easy task. In this article, I will give you four easy ways to increase your protein intake without breaking the bank or your stomach. Why do I need to increase my protein intake? Protein, unlike its siblings, carbohydrate and fat, is not a main energy source for the body. Although, if necessary, the body can use protein as an energy source. It's called gluconeogenesis. And this happens during long periods of fasting or following very low-carbohydrate diets and during times of excessive exercise. The role of protein in the body is tissue production and repair. Basically, you need protein to make and repair skin, bone, muscle, organs, etc. The recommended daily intake of 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram body weight is the minimum amount you need to avoid a deficiency. Furthermore, this number is for a sedentary, healthy individual. If you're active and you want to build or maintain lean body mass, you need to double this amount. You may also see protein recommendations as a percentage of your total calories for the day. This is not an appropriate way to calculate your protein target. Your protein needs are based on your body mass, regardless of how many calories you eat. Calculating your protein intake as a percentage 
will leave you short on protein when losing fat. And if you're trying to gain weight, you may end up consuming an unnecessary amount of protein. Protein keeps you full. Have you ever tried to eat a whole rotisserie chicken? A whole rotisserie chicken has approximately 1,000 calories and there are around 160 to 200 grams of protein in a whole rotisserie chicken. I dare you to eat the whole rotisserie chicken. Most people would be full before finishing half of it, but there are actually fewer calories in a whole rotisserie chicken than a large bag of potato chips. I have finished a whole bag of potato chips more times than I care to admit. If you increase your protein intake from 15% of your calories to 30% of your calories, you will end up eating fewer calories and lose weight. Increasing protein intake helps your metabolism. One of the main reasons most people can't maintain their weight loss is called adaptive thermogenesis. As we lose weight, our bodies burn fewer calories. Other than hormonal reasons, loss of lean body tissue may be a major contributor. Losing our lean body tissue will also slow down our metabolism. If you are losing lean body mass, it will be an uphill battle to lose weight or maintain your weight. By increasing your protein intake, you can help maintain your fat-free mass and your metabolism. This way, you will lose more weight and maintain your weight loss in the long term. Adverse health effects of high-protein diets. The main concern many people have about increasing protein intake is the adverse health effects of high-protein diets. Some health professionals are hesitant to recommend high-protein diets to their patients. The biggest worry about a high-protein diet is the belief that they can cause kidney damage. In the 19th century and early 20th century, there have been publications about the harmful effects of high-protein diets. However, recent studies have found that high-protein diets have no harmful effects on the kidneys for healthy people with no kidney issues. The key point here is that we're talking about people with no previous kidney issues. It has been found that for those with moderate to severe renal insufficiency, low-protein diets improved their kidney function. The same study, though, found no adverse effects of high-protein diets in people with healthy kidneys. So, if you have kidney issues or have only one kidney or have a family history of kidney disease, a high-protein diet may not be a good option for you. Furthermore, it'd be a good idea to get your kidney function checked before starting a high-protein diet. How to increase protein intake. Now that you are convinced that a high-protein diet may be beneficial and not harmful for you, How do you increase your protein intake? One, start with protein. The origin of the word protein is the Greek word protos. Protos means first in Greek. When you plan your meals, you should think of protein first. What protein source will be the center of that meal? Chicken, turkey, and fish are good options. Don't rely on the side dishes or the carbs to fill you up. Get a generous portion of protein instead. The protein source should be at least the size of your palm, which would be about three ounces. Then, accessorize your meal with vegetables and starches. Increasing your protein portion will help you consume fewer starches. If you are vegan or vegetarian, you may need to increase the amount of protein you consume. Most plant-based proteins are not complete proteins, so you need to eat a wide variety of protein-rich foods to get complete proteins in your system. Some of the plant-based complete proteins are soy, quinoa, and buckwheat. But of course, your body will create complete proteins on its own when you combine various plant-based protein sources throughout the day. If you are a lacto-ovo-vegetarian and therefore consume eggs and dairy, you're already consuming complete proteins. Two, use high-protein snacks. 
If you are someone who snacks between meals, your choice of snack should be high in protein. My snack rule is that the protein amount should be higher than the carbohydrate and fat amount. This rule will help you avoid so-called protein bars that are full of sugar. A great high-protein snack option is Greek yogurt. A cup of Greek yogurt has over 20 grams of protein and it will keep you full for a long time. Other good options include cheese, cottage cheese, peanut butter, and hard-boiled eggs. Three, drink protein shakes. Protein shakes shouldn't be your main source of protein. I have seen fitness professionals recommending drinking four to five scoops of whey protein a day to their clients. I have a sneaky suspicion that these people sell whey protein powder. Whey protein especially goes into the bloodstream very fast and is metabolized very quickly. This means that shortly after you consume whey protein, the protein is either used or stored as fat. For this reason, I recommend drinking whey protein after workouts. One or two scoops of whey protein isolate is a good post-workout drink. If you want to drink protein shakes throughout the day or before bed, go with casein protein powder instead. Four, use high-protein alternatives. Blame the food industry all you want for the weight gain of the population, but they're also doing a very good job of creating high-protein alternatives for tasty food items. Have you ever tried high-protein pancakes? They have almost 10 times the amount of protein than regular pancakes, and they taste great. Two brands I have used are Flapjack and Kodiak. These brands also have high-protein alternatives for foods like muffins and other baked goods. You can also find high-protein pasta alternatives. If you like peanut butter or hazelnut butter, you can switch to lower-calorie, higher-protein PB Fit or nuts and more high-protein hazelnut butter. Conclusion. Increasing your protein intake will make it much easier for you to stay in a calorie deficit. Getting more protein through traditional food sources may be challenging and expensive. But if you follow the four steps I mentioned, you will increase your protein intake significantly without breaking the bank. You just listened to the post titled Four Easy Ways to Increase Your Protein Intake by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I'm so glad that Sirdar mentioned that increasing dietary protein may not be right for everyone you always want to be sure to check with your doctor before dramatically changing your diet. But something that I do recommend to those with otherwise healthy kidneys and wanting to lose some weight is to think about their plate and make sure that they fill themselves up with protein and vegetables first, then consume carbs last, as if they're like a dessert. And when it comes to those with diabetes or prediabetes, and no history of kidney problems, of course, is to do this specifically. Anytime you have a carb, have some protein with it. Why? Carbohydrates are converted to sugar really quickly. For those with diabetes, their bodies don't remove sugar from their bloodstream all that well. So we don't want to add any more sugar to the blood if we can help it. To help prevent this, we can add protein to carbohydrates to slow that process down. Protein will delay the breakdown and absorption of carbohydrate. And as a result, the amount of actual sugar getting dumped into the bloodstream right away. So this helps prevent those nasty blood sugar spikes that we so often see. And the added benefit is that preventing blood sugar spikes may help us feel more full and prevent us from wanting the snack later on. So my advice usually goes something like this. Having crackers as a snack? Top it with some nut butter first. Eating an apple? Awesome. But have a quarter cup of mixed nuts or a piece of string cheese with it. 
Eating a bowl of strawberries? Fantastic. Slice them up and add them to Greek yogurt. You get the idea. And again, by doing this, prevents those spikes in blood sugar that we so often see when we just consume carbs on their own. And in turn, this may make you feel less hungry later. All right, that'll do it from me for today. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend if you're listening in real time, of course. And for those celebrating Rosh Hashanah, the Shana Tova, meaning have a good and sweet new year. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show and where your optimal life awaits.